Live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into Outside the Box here on 93.7 The Ticket. As we're back again, took the last week off and right back into the swing of things here today. I'm Joel Norman and we're joined by Lincoln Stars assistant coach Mike Zanella. Uh, head coach Rocky Russo busy tonight, Mike. He had to do a little bit of a trick-or-treating with the kids, understandably. But we're happy to have you here with us. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. You got the B team, substitute teacher night here. So. <laughs> far from it. Thanks far for having from. me. So, Mike, let's... um. Let's talk. You've been a little bit busy the last couple weeks. Before we get to what's been going on on the ice, I want to talk <laughs> to people about your schedule because one of the questions I get a lot of times is, hey, what role are the assistants? You know, they know what Art does because it says goaltending and assistant coach. But I think they wonder sometimes with you, you know, hey, wait a sec. What is what is Mike's role with the team? You know, I, we talked about this last year. Explain again, though, to the newcomers to the Lincoln Stars, or maybe people who just weren't sure what your role is with this team. Yeah, no. So, I mean, the big difference from last year, this year, I'm, I've been helping our GM a little bit more at the scouting side, um, which has been exciting. He got me up. Uh, we were up in Seattle last week for uh, the BCHL showcase, so that was fun. Um, but uh, my main role is definitely, obviously, to, to assist the head coach, number one. I think the big thing for us is uh, is video is making sure video is always prepared not only of ourselves but of our opponent and then you know assisting skill sessions Art and I really spearhead the, the skill sessions and uh, extra time with the guys whether we're doing team building or um, got our own yoga going on at the rink once in a while luckily our friends at Lotus take good care of us and I don't have to uh, do it every week with the guys but um, you know pretty much kind of filling the gaps off the ice a little bit too so. Um, wear a couple hats, you know, it's all part of the fun. Absolutely. Part of being part of a team as well. You, everyone does a little bit of everything in there. Mike, your second season with the team, this is the first time in, uh, I believe about a decade, the stars have had all three coaches on the staff return for a second season. What's it been like working with Rocky and Art these last two years? It's been great. No, it's been great. I think I've learned a ton from them. Um, I think we gel pretty well as far as how we kind of carry ourselves and, and fill each other's, uh, uh, weaknesses with our own strengths, but uh, it's been good. It's been really good. I think the the biggest difference this year has obviously been the turnover in players and being mm-hmm. a bit younger this year and working with that age level. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't had a ton of experience working with that age, and I don't think the other guys have either too much. You know, I think they've typically in the past coached older guys, and um, so we're all kind of learning as we go here. But uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it. We got a ton of talent, and we got a good group of guys. So um, it's been a good ride. Ten games into the season, very early on as well. But you know, before we dive into a little bit of the schedule, I want to go back to something you had mentioned before. You were out of town a little bit last week. You said scouting at the BCHL showcase. What's that like? Kind of taking your hat off in season from being, you know, hands-on day-to-day coach, just for a couple of days, get away and do a little bit of scouting. What was that like? And maybe explain to fans too. I'm sure they're curious. What do you do when you're scouting besides watch a lot of hockey? <laughs> Uh, well, for me, I mean, before I came to Lincoln, I was doing quite a bit of scouting um, with both with USA Hockey as an evaluator, but also at the uh, college level. I was a big part of my job was recruiting and, and not only finding the talent, but being able to bring it into to our school. So, um, you know, the big thing with us and, and for me and, and what I've learned from from guys that are way smarter than I ever will be um, is, is there's a couple characteristics that will always kind of translate and. Uh, the way the hockey's played nowadays, you know, you, you got to be competitive. You got to have the fire in your belly. Uh, you can't really teach a whole lot of that. You got to be a good skater and and you got to have a good IQ, right? Some things that are, are 
you can influence a little bit as a coach, but a lot of things that you can't teach right there. So um, a lot of the other stuff you can you can teach and, and help guys with, but those are three that, that really stand out to me. Is one thing you're doing, are you, just, are you chatting with guys a lot? Obviously you, when you're with the Stars, you have to facilitate a lot of scouts talking with your guys. Were you, was it you maybe in that instance at an event like this talking to some guys a little bit or maybe just watching more from afar? No, I mean, we're definitely watching from afar. And, and you know, to be honest with you, um, it's a it's a small group of people that we can watch that, that can really step into this league from any other league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really special league, the USHL is. And to make that jump is, uh, is not easy. So um, you have to be very particular. You have to really look for certain things. But with that being said, I mean, you totally, I got to put the, the shoe on the other foot here and, and pick those guys' brains. Hey, you've seen this kid play 10 times. What do you think yeah. of him? Hey, he's committed to you guys. What do you think of him? And um, anybody I should be thinking about any other leagues, you know, just same stuff they do to me all the time right now. I get yeah. to do it to them. So There's a couple of guys on the Stars team who have played in the BCHL before, who've played in the North American Hockey League. You know, besides AAA hockey, those are the two junior leagues this league really pulls from for guys who are outside uh, the USHL. What's the biggest challenge you see for guys who jump into this league? Maybe they anticipate it, maybe they don't. What's the biggest challenge that usually is something that maybe at least early on trips them up? I think, uh, you know, with with the talent level in this league, um, you know, you're getting the best young guys, right? Like the very, very best 16-year-olds in, in the country and uh, potentially the world, realistically. Um, and for them to mature uh, and, and be at a maturity level where they can succeed, I think is the toughest hurdle for them. Um, now you can look at the BCHL and it's it's more that, you know, it's a Canadian hockey league for those that don't know. Um, tons of talent, tons of IQ, not a whole lot of physicality, not a whole lot of uh, finished checks, but there's so much playmaking, great power play guys up there. Um, but the USHL is a pretty tough grind league. So you look at the the NAL, the North American Hockey League, which is that's potentially the next best league in the States besides us. Um, and that's a little bit more of an older league and a grind of a league. So um, those guys get the grind of it. They get the physical part. But I don't know if they're all as talented as the guys in the BCHL. So, uh, But both leagues have tremendous talent, especially at the younger levels, the younger guys in those leagues. And uh, you just got to find the right ones. So. Obviously, the Stars and the rest of the USHL, you have a limit on the number of those import players outside of the country. Is that something you enjoy a lot with the USHL, too, as you know, someone who's also worked with USA Hockey? You're seeing American players really growing and playing in the top junior league, arguably, in the world? I think it's really cool. I think watching the American talent coming through um, and with the develop, you know, national development team and how they operate, and they're really trying to cater to the uh, you know top 10%, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um but what the coolest thing, honestly, for me has been is seeing the Euro guys come over. Um, you know, one that really stands out to me last year was Clavs Weinbergs. And once Clavs really got comfortable in America and uh, with a lot of things in, in his life here, he was lights out for us. He was really, really good. Um, but just the adjustment that these guys make, I mean, they speak three languages and, and English might be, you know, their third language, right? And so you can say like, oh, why don't they understand what we're saying? It's like, mm-hmm. well, they do in two other languages, just not ours. So yeah. um, I can't speak a second language. So they're a heck of a lot smarter than me. But, um, you know, the the adjustment and the sacrifice that these guys make at 16, 17, 18 years old, moving to a country with a dream and, um, you know, leaving their family behind. It's that's, you know, it's it's amazing to watch. It's really cool to see. Clef's is a great example. Uh, from last year. I mean, I remember him early on. You could see nervousness with the pressure being an NHL draft pick, 
trying to figure out that college commitment as well. And, you know, once he seemed like he made that commitment, obviously changed it later on. Seemed like it was almost like a you know a burden off of his shoulders at that time. And you talk about the you know, the the language and the cultural differences. Just a, a fun story from when, with last year. I've probably told it to you before. I just remember one time he got some fan mail. Someone wanted him something to get signed, and I gave that to him. And I said, okay, you know, and just you know put this in the mail at your billet's place. And he's like, mail? And he had no clue what that <laughs> meant, like how to do that. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is the first time he's had to encounter that. Granted. Plenty of our American-born players don't know how yeah, to mail that's stuff what, that's either. What I was gonna say. <laughs> so we do encounter that problem occasionally <laughs> as well. We're off and running here, getting started on outside the box. We're chatting Lincoln Stars hockey. I'm the team's broadcaster, Joel Norman, joined by assistant coach Mike Zanella. And a tough weekend for the Stars this past weekend. A couple of games on the road. They played Waterloo last Friday, a five to one loss on that one before falling the next day at Des Moines, four to three. You know, and Mike, it, it's so early on in the road schedule, and this is something we talk about a lot. We did this a lot last year at this time. For guys who are new to this league, who are new to junior hockey, a lot of times this is the first time they're going on the road and a crowd is, is yelling at them. Yeah. And they're playing on ice they're not as familiar with. And, you know, it's it, there are challenges. And the first time maybe they're hopping on the bus for five or six hours. And it's just the road presents its challenges in this league, and you know, we saw last year this team got off to a hot start in the month of October. This year, the month of October, and I think we can fittingly say it here on the 31st, the month of October was certainly one of lessons, I felt like, along the way. There were a lot of lessons for this team to learn, and and there's a lot of growth, I think, that maybe can be done with the course of that as well. Would you agree? Yes, yes, and Joel, you're so professional with how you word things. <laughs> I really respect it. Um, but no, I think last year we had a lot of older guys that uh, were ready to run with it, run with the baton as soon as we handed it to them. Um, and this year, there's just a lot more teaching. And, you know, we, we've got a lot of new guys to the league. It's not that we're young. There's a lot of new guys to this league. And when you go to Waterloo, um, and they got an Olympic sheet and they're flying all around the ice and their power play goes four for four. Uh, you're not going to win too many games when the, your opponent's power play goes four for four. Um, you know, and then the next night you go to a place like Des Moines with the smallest rink in the building, or sorry, smallest rink in the league. Um, and they're, they are dirty area specialists, right? Like that team made a run last year going into playoffs that they, they were arguably the hottest team going into playoffs last year. And I think it was really based upon how their coach operates and how they play and they play a really tough dirty area game and they're going to own those areas and they're going to make you work for everything and um you know we didn't we didn't adjust the best from night to night but again it was it's all growing pains and learning pains like you said um you know i think our guys are adapting well and unfortunately they're not getting uh rewarded for it yet but uh you know that's what makes it fun down the road is once you can look back and be like oh wow yeah that was (laughs) that was a big learning curve so um exciting group for sure you bring up the the rink size and i remember we were doing that saturday we were sitting there getting ready before that one and you were looking and like oh my gosh the circle is almost touching the boards the far face off yeah, circles yeah. and meanwhile in waterloo you don't have you can't have enough space yeah, there it was, it, was, too much, yeah. it was so funny the way that worked out but it is a younger group and i think that's something that's you know there's a lot of potential with that as well i think some of the teams we've seen already this year uh in particular des moines i was their record doesn't say it right now. I'll keep saying. I said it on Saturday night. I'm impressed with the progress they have made from one year to another. Already that top line that they showcased on Saturday, I think was better than any line that we saw that they had last season. Sioux City, their group is a year older, and they're showing it right now. That's an experienced group, and 
that's that's the process in this league. There is a lot of turnover on your roster, but you can't realistically hope to keep the same guys there for four years. Uh, that whole group during yeah. that time. This isn't college, and you know, this isn't high school in that sense. It, it's you know there are challenges with building a roster and building some winners among that. For sure, for sure. And if you look across the league and how other teams do and how they start versus how they finish, I think one big eye opener for me last year was Tri City. Um, yeah. Tri-City, you know, I think they did okay at the showcase. They might have won both at the showcase, but the first 10 games for them didn't go great. Um, but credit to them, they they made a couple moves. They got their guys on board, and by the end of the year, they they were as good as anybody ready to win the whole thing. Um, you know, they ran into a couple couple hot teams there, but I, I think that you teams that have been through it understand how that, it, that it's a growing process. And from game zero to game 62, a lot can happen and a lot will happen, right? And you got to keep keep playing the long game with the guys and understanding that, hey, this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. You know, every day is very important. You have to treat every day like its own little sprint, but um, make sure you have the long-term vision and understand that, hey, things are going to change. There's probably going to be some personnel change around and that's just how the league works. Um, but ultimately, the coolest thing is seeing some of the younger guys, especially how they play in the first half of the year versus how they play in the second half. Um, once they start to get comfortable in the league, you can really see their talent shine through. A guy like you know Trevor Connolly last year on, on mm-hmm. Tri City, like he was what thirty games almost with a point streak there going. And yeah, as an 06, that's pretty Incredible. impressive. So um, Swanson, guys like Swanson, yes, young. I mean even Kleber, right? Being an 06 in the league last year, he even down the stretch, he was really really good for us. So um, it's great. It's really cool to see. I really like that comparison you made, the Tri-City. That's something I didn't even think about, was they did start really slow. I remember that one October weekend, we won the home-and-home 6-3 to three both nights. And we're thinking, holy cow, this is not the team from a year ago. But you're right, they made some trades. And mm-hmm. I think if you're a fan, if you're looking at the start for the Stars, you see 3-6-0-1, and, and you're thinking, oh, geez, well, maybe it's a different year. I think that's a good team to maybe look at and say, because let's be honest, there's going to be some changes in the roster one way or another with the Stars. It's mm-hmm. going to happen here as well, and there's going to be, more importantly, some improvements yeah. from these guys, like you said, from the first half of the season into that second for sure. half. For sure. And, I mean, you look at some of the younger guys, the 07s on the team this year, like coming from U15 to this, like this is a huge Different jump. Different and, and, and not that they can't do it. It's just they're figuring out how to do it, and they're doing a great job, honestly. I thought Jan's had one of his best games this weekend. Um you know, Rombach's coming around really well. Like so, you look at the young guys, and again, it's it's really exciting to see their their second half from their first half. And um, you know, you just hope that everybody can be patient and, and make sure that they're staying positive and understand that this is a development league. So, two really good examples right there in those two. I thought you know, Rombach had three shots on goal, good shots mm-hmm. on goal on Saturday night. Jans looks more comfortable with every game. And I think people forget how young these guys for are sure, a lot of times. If sure, I'm not man. mistaken, I think Rombach is the younger of the two right now. But either way, those are two 16-year-olds who were just jumping in. And, you know, Mike, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine being in. We talked about the international players. They come over here, and all of a sudden, you know, you're speaking a different language. You have yeah. to deal with all that. I couldn't imagine being a 16-year-old jumping into this type of league. The physicality and the speed that it certainly brings. For sure, for sure. There's there's definitely an eye-opener for, for each guy in their own way. So um, even these two guys sitting next to us, right, I'm sure they'll tell you about their adjustment, how that's been. You know, I know Woody didn't play too much. Um, and Shawzy coming from prep. And, you know, he got a cup of coffee in the Nall last year. But, you know, I don't think that's still quite as, as what he's seeing today. And he's another – both these guys are adjusting well. But – you gotta, you gotta takes time, man. You gotta be positive, and you gotta make sure that 
you know, you're looking looking at the positive side of things, building on your strengths and not worrying about your weaknesses all the time. Right? Everybody's got oh, weaknesses, yeah. right? We all got flaws. So if you keep talking about those or thinking about those, that's all you're going to be obsessed with. So i um, excited for these two guys here. I want to touch on them in just a moment because they'll be coming up in a little bit after the break. First, I want to go back. Uh, it's not the most exciting topic, the special teams, though, from this past weekend. I got to go. All, uh... <laughs> all of a sudden, there's the cue. I want, to, I want to spin this way, though, because I thought, despite the 0 for 9 showing last Friday, which, yes, on paper is 0 for 9, <laughs> I so thought good. there were some serious improvements over the course of that night on the power play. Though they didn't get that one goal, I thought they really looked more and more comfortable. And then we saw some changes, which I felt like really worked out for the better on Saturday. Again, not quite the result, but it's that process. I think mean, Rocky's always talking about, tell me where you feel like this team's at with a power play. Because, like I said, I think it's taken some steps and looks a lot better than its percentage says it is. For sure, for sure. And I think, you know, a big part of it, you definitely want to give the players ownership of the power play. I think that's... You put some of your most talented guys on the power play for a reason, for them to use their strengths and their ident- their IQ and, and their, their skill set. Um, but also part of that is on us as coaches and figuring out who's got what skill set, who's best in what spot, and um, you know helping groom them in that position. Just about all these guys have played on a power play before, um, but we can't have 25 guys coming down the downhill, right? We, we got, we, someone's yeah. got to be Nefra, right? So, um, but you know, in, in reality, it's a two-way street. So I think as, as much as we're being patient with them, they're being patient with us. And, um, you know, some nights you have it, some nights you don't. We, you know, two weeks ago, we had the, you were 90% on the kill and we were third mm-hmm. in the league and a couple bad weeks. And, and, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're looking at, you're like ninth in the league and clipping at 75%. So, um, you know, not where we want to be, but again, like you look around the league, you look at a team like Tri City. They're what second in our our conference, and they're they're eleven percent on the power play. So, do you need it to survive in the beginning? You know, it's nice to have. It's definitely nice 100%. to have, but again, it's something that you can't you know you can't beat a dead horse, right? You just let it be and keep keep growing and try different things and keep the guys energized and make sure they're out there having fun when they're out there. Because as soon as you start gripping your sticks. You might as well have four players on the ice too, right? So, yeah, we're gonna have a day. Maybe it's this weekend. Maybe it's next weekend. I don't know. It's gonna be here soon. Where it's gonna be, you know, a two power play goal night, five <laughs> for five on the PK, lighting the lamp six or seven times. Like yeah. we're so darn close to I that agree. point, Mike. And I mean, I imagine that's something like I think you guys have got to be feeling like that's around the corner. For sure, for sure. I mean, even Saturday we gave up. You know, we only had two penalty kills. We The goal we gave up on the penalty kill, our D goes down to block it. It goes through his legs and through our goalie's legs. Like, you know, our goalie's not going to be able to see that because he's down blocking it, but the chances of it going through his legs while he's down on a knee, like, you know, it is what it is. It's hockey. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you got to love the highs and, and you got to deal with the lows. So, you, you know, you can't get too high, you can't get too low. Let's, let's, we'll talk about something more exciting now. Uh, okay. t- tell me about these guys. Uh, Tyler Wood and Reese Shaw, they're going to be joining us in just a second here after the break. Uh, tell me what they both bring to this team. These are both guys who are in their first season here in Lincoln. Yeah, no, they're they're exciting players for sure. I think uh, you know they're they're me being my second year here, right? Neither one of them were here last year. I know we had property over Woody the year before um, and at the beginning of last year uh, when he was hurt and whatnot. So I think you know I can start with Woody and the fact that you know he's really highly regarded player and and, and his skill set and his IQ, but. Uh, the fun thing about Woody is he's got as much jam as anybody too. So 
Um, you know, he's not afraid to mix it up. I think sometimes maybe too much. He forgets that he can score goals and he's a, he's a skilled player, but he just wants to grab somebody. But, um, no, I think it's all part of where we're at as a team, right? He's growing, we're growing and everybody's just trying to contribute right now. So, um, super excited for him. Shazi, I think I was a little bit more of a part of last year with the draft. Um, Nick was a really, our GM was a really big fan of Shaw. Had saw him at Gentry, <clears throat> right? And then, um, after that, saw him quite a bit. You know, his time at the Nall was a six game, seven, six or seven. Um, but he's a, he's been a hot commodity since then. I tell you what, a lot of colleges were asking about him this summer before I even got to see him play in person. So, um, Chazzy's a, a, a tall centerman who's who's a great skater, thinks the game really well. He he's very vocal. He likes to make sure that everybody's on the same page, which I think really helps him play a two hundred foot game. Um, I think he's sneakily has some really offensive upside. I think. Sometimes he likes to pass the puck too much, and I get on him about it, and I like to see him shoot like today. He's got these backdoor tappings. He's got to make the extra pass. But um, once we get these guys both shooting a lot more, they're going to get rewarded for it. So uh, two exciting players here that uh, if people don't have their autograph, they should probably get it pretty soon. <laughs> They'll get plenty of opportunities. Of course, it costs a season. lot of money. <laughs> yeah, once they get there. Um, I want to talk about this with, with Reese. He's a guy you said you were involved with the drafting process. One of the unique things about junior hockey for most levels, of course, you have that drafting. Is it cool when you're watching a guy, maybe you're getting a chance to scout him, you, you make that selection, you get, and then you get a chance to kind of see them and work with them personally? Yeah, no, for sure. I think last year I wasn't as involved as I was this year being on the road a little bit already. Um, but last year, for sure, we watched a ton of video on guys. We watched a ton of video on Shazzy. I talked to a lot of coaches, call it D1 guys about him that have seen him play a ton. Um, and then finally getting them on your ice and your uniform, it's like, okay, here we go. Like now we can, now we know what we're talking about. Now we know what we see. Like, you know, listening to everybody else is one thing, but when you get to see a player and start to see, you know, where they're really special, it's, it's a cool thing to see. And both of these guys are looking to make college commitments too. How fun is it to be part of that process with helping them make that huge decision in their life? I stay out of it. I stay out. I don't <laughs> want anything to do with it. That's let Rocky deal with that. That's his his specialty, his forte. But um, obviously, it's an exciting time for these guys, right? And you know, our job is to make sure that their head doesn't get too big when they get uh, ten phone calls a week and whatnot. But um, no, they're they're humble guys. They give everybody the time of day. So it's whoever gets these two, it's it's going to be a, a really special moment for for both parties. So. Um, you know, try to live in the moment and enjoy it, right? It doesn't last forever. Once you make your college commitment, uh, you're not the hot girl on the block anymore, per se. So um, you got to have fun with it, but, you know, stay focused on your development and, and make sure that, uh, you know, your head's present and, and you're, you are where your feet are too. So Yeah, looking forward to them inevitably making that decision here with the Stars. Mike, we enjoyed having you here on with us, and we're looking forward to the next time we can have you on the show. Good luck and enjoy the games this weekend. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I live down the street from the new place here, so I have a feeling uh, I might be filling in more than, than we think. So Might be a couple of times. Maybe yeah. once a month visitor. All Thank right, you. Cool. <laughs> Take care, man. Thanks for having me. Stars assistant coach Mike Zanella joining us. I'm Joel Norman here on Outside the Box. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to chat with two centermen, Tyler Wood and Reese Shaw will join us. More to come here on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to The Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back again here on 93.7 The Ticket. It's outside the box. We're chatting Lincoln Stars hockey ahead of this coming weekend's games. The Stars are on the road on Friday night. They take on the Sioux Falls Stampede. It's the final game of a five-game road trip where the Stars are 
on the road for all five. And they've been home since October the 14th. But that changes this Saturday when Lincoln hosts the Cedar, Rapid Rough, Cedar Rapids Rough Riders at 6.05 p.m. at the Icebox. Don't forget that is military night. The Stars will be wearing some specialty jerseys for that one. They'll be auctioned off after the game and will benefit the Nebraska Warriors. A really great program. I'd really encourage, if you're not familiar with them, to Google them. So we hope you can make it out to that game and help really support an awesome cause. So as I mentioned, we're going to welcome in a couple of guests here now on to Outside the Box. We're going to two centermen, Reese Shaw and Tyler Wood joining us. Uh, guys, you said you're making your radio debut here. Welcome in, and thanks for being here with us, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Reese, I'll start with you. We talked a little bit about, um, Mike and I were talking about a little bit about the coming to Lincoln. It's a different spot, a different level. You played a little bit in the North American Hockey League last year. What's that been like making this jump here to the USHL? Um, it's definitely been difficult. I mean, it's it's a completely different league than the North American League. Um, guys are a lot more skilled and just a lot more, they're even more physical. And um, it's, it's taken a lot to kind of raise my game to get there. But um, I think I'm adapting well and it's been a great time. So You played six games with New Mexico last year. Most of your work was with Gentry Academy in Minnesota. What was that like switching things up, going from Minnesota to New Mexico? Um, it was pretty interesting. So I started uh, I started my fall with New Mexico and then um, then went back to high school and then came back to New Mexico. And um, I think it was good, you know, having the last year with my buddies at high school and then going back to Null and um, having my buddies there and having a good time and trying to win and make the playoffs. So, of course, yeah. Stars captain Jimmy Jersey was with New Mexico for the two years prior to last season. Yep. Uh, you talk with him at all about stuff you guys remember from playing there? Yeah, yeah. We talk a lot about it and talk about some of the guys that we know and um, talk like we met each other at main camp and we were talking about it there. And um, yeah, it was awesome to have him here. So Very cool. And Tyler Wood, you, of course, played last year in the BCHL. Limited action there, nine games with the Coetian Valley Capitals. I love that name, Coetian, by the yeah. way. Um but you had some injury. You had an injury. Uh, I think Mike said it was a shoulder injury that you had, though. Yeah, I dislocated my shoulder and then ended up getting surgery on it. What's the recovery been like from that? I imagine you, you look like you're full health right now. The way you're playing with the stars, it's. I imagine it's got to be nice to be out and playing with, lim- if any, limited limitations. Yeah, no, I'm uh, back to normal now, and it feels awesome. It was a long time in a sling and not doing much, so uh, being back out there is awesome. What was the BCHL like? Beautiful part of the country. I, I work out there in the summer personally, so I've been out in that area a lot. Uh, but you got a little bit of a taste of that last year. What was that like? No, I loved it. I loved my time in BC. I wasn't out there long, but, you know, it was. Uh, we had a great group of guys, great team, and, you know, it was, uh, it was an awesome experience for me. And I was, I was glad I, I went out there, especially making the jump this year, you know, like with a few, only a few junior games, but it did help. It, uh, and yeah. Yeah, you're you're a Canadian already, so it probably was really nice doing that. What's it been like jumping into the states here? I, I can hear it just the way you say "out," you know, as well. Yeah. The difference. <laughs> What's it been like here living in the states now? No, it's it's way different, especially where I'm from. I'm from an island on the east coast, so uh, the buildings here and the population, everything is a complete culture change for me. But you know, I'm adjusting. So, <laughs> is the cold maybe? Is it different because it's a little flatter here, maybe by chance or? Uh, it's a lot colder back home than it back is home. here. So uh, I know when it was even in the 20s, two weeks ago or whatever, it was in like the minuses back home. So it's pretty lucky there. Not bad in that regard. And both of you, as I mentioned, newcomers to this team, Reese Shaw and Tyler Wood. Guys, let's talk about uh, you know the team on the ice so far. We mentioned the record right now. You're sitting at 3-6-0-1. Very, very early on the campaign, though. How's this group coming together? I'll start with you, Reese. Um, we're definitely coming together. Um, I mean, we're all, we've always been a pretty close group. Um, we all get 
like along really well. Um, and I think we're just like finding our feet right now. We're a really young team, and um, I think it'll take time, but I think we'll definitely get there and be a pretty scary team down the stretch here. Tyler, what do you think? You think you guys are kind of at a spot you're about to turn a corner? Yeah, definitely. Like you know, obviously not the start we wanted, but you know, like we have so much talent in the room, and the guys are so close, and we want to win so bad. It's just bound to happen eventually. And I know, like, I'm glad we're getting this adversity at the start of the year. Uh, rather than, you know, going down the stretch where, you know, games are so important and stuff. So, uh, no, it, uh, we're definitely going to turn the corner here and bring it on. You got your first goal last Friday here in the uh, the USHL. What did that mean for you to, to get that one out of the way? And that was a big goal at the time. It was the first goal of that game. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, I didn't score last year, so it was my first goal in two years, so it <laughs> felt pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah, but no, I was happy to score, and you know it was a big goal at the time. But yeah, it was awesome. Can you remember when your last goal was in actual game? I don't not even mean this, but oh, I mean yeah. just like thinking about you. I mean that had to feel really good then to get that goal. No, it felt awesome. I think my last goal before that was my U15 year at South Kent in regionals. So it would have been 2021 probably or 2022. Uh, wow, so two like hockey seasons ago. What's going through your mind when it goes in the back of that? You're saying, wow, I didn't even think about what I needed to do for a celebration, anything like that? Uh, well, it was my first shift, so I wasn't, like, expecting much. I just tried to get the puck on net, and I didn't really even see it go in, but I seen the ref, you know, give the signal, and I just kind of threw my hands up. But, no, it felt awesome, and, you know, I was glad to, glad to get it. Really exciting. That was a heck of a play. That was one of the, those ones where it just kind of developed out of nowhere, which for me was something that was so fun. I remember that went – off both posts too yeah. and that was you don't see that too often i couldn't tell from my angles like did it hit the goalie and going again and it's like no you got both posts so gotta be a, it had to be such a cool feeling yeah it was it felt awesome yeah I still, i'm still thinking about it but yeah no absolutely reese you are you're looking for that first one like we said we got a lot of guys this year who are looking for that first ushl goal um you were a guy you got one though last year with new mexico what was that like getting your first one at the junior hockey level when you did it in the north american hockey league um, it was awesome. I mean, it was my first game, and um, we were looking to just get some more points on the board and um, got a lucky pass, and I uh, was able to bury it, and it felt awesome after a while of practice in there. And, um, yeah, I couldn't have been more happy about it. So, For both of you guys and a lot of guys, when you come over to a league like this, you know, I think, I don't know if humbling is the right word, but sometimes, you know, you guys are coming from levels where, you in AAA, you know, if you're in the USHL, you were pretty darn good in AAA. You know, I'll just give your numbers, Reese. You had, or you, for high school hockey, for you, for Gentry, you had 22 goals and 25 assists. Good for 47 points in 27 games last year. And, you know, Tyler, we look back at the last time you were playing a full season without injury. We're looking back and you had 79 points in 53 games for South Kent, 15U AAA, 21-22. What's that like? dealing with the frustration sometimes of, wow, the points aren't coming as easily for me at a higher level, and how do you kind of battle through this and look to improve? I'll start with you, Reese. Um, I mean, it's just staying positive. Um, I mean, we're all pretty tight-knit in the locker room, and they kind of build you up, and, like, if you need something, they'll always be there. And um, just sticking to the process that Rocky always talks about, just always being willing to get better and just do whatever it takes to help the team win first and foremost, and then worrying about the points later. So, Tyler, what about for you? Yeah, it's just kind of, it's different because you kind of got to adapt to a new role because, you know, like coming into this league, like you're, uh, you might not be the, like the scorer you were back in whatever, or minor hockey or whatever you were. So you just kind of adapting to your role and knowing where you fit on the team and just 
kind of doing whatever you can to help the team win, and that's kind of how I look at it. And uh, I'm not too worried about numbers, but obviously they're nice to get, but uh, that's kind of how I look at it. Reese, you were a phase, uh, I think it was a phase two pick last season by the team. Um, you know, the, the USHL draft is different in the sense that, you know, it's, it happens pretty quickly how, how it goes about. You were an eighth-round pick by the Stars and that. What was that like when you found out you were going to this team? I imagine this was a team you had spoken with a little bit beforehand. Um, yeah, I never actually, I never talked to the coaches and, before okay. draft. Um, I, my advisor told me that um, they were really interested and stuff and didn't know what was going to happen draft day because I talked to a few teams and um, I luckily got picked by them and I was ecstatic. I jumped up and my mom was home with me and cool. she, we gave each other a hug and pretty happy and we're like, that's a good spot. Like, we're really excited. And then Rocky called me and um, I was really happy about it. So it's great. How much had you known about the Stars prior to being drafted? Um, I knew a little bit. Um, I knew a couple of Minnesota guys like Henry Nelson and Tanner Lucky and just knew that they played here and um, knew that it was a great organization and um, heard only good things about it, so I was really excited. Tyler, what about you? I, you weren't a draft pick by the Stars. Tell me, how, how were you acquired? Everyone has different journeys for how they end up being part of an organization. Mike was saying that you know, you've been under team control for a couple of years here. I actually uh, was drafted two okay. years ago. I was in phase one. Um, but yeah, like right. going back to then, it was kind of weird for me because I was still deciding whether I wanted to go this route or I wanted to go the, the Canadian route. And so I didn't talk to too many teams at the time just because of that. Um, but when I finally did decide to go this route, uh, you know, my advisor and Lincoln talked a lot and I luckily got drafted by them and here now. What's it like being in Lincoln? What have you guys enjoyed about this town and what it has to offer? Obviously, it's getting colder a little bit right now, but I imagine while it was warm, you had a chance to go out and go see a few more places in town. Um, yeah, I mean, we went golfing. Um, golfing was always a big thing when it was warm, and that was fun. Um, going around the city, just kind of seeing what's around, all the food places. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the fans are great. Like, you don't have better fans in the league. and um, Yeah, the city's awesome. What about you, Tyler? What have you enjoyed here? Uh, I've enjoyed a lot. You know, it's a lot different than where I'm from. So just being around the city is kind of cool, like for me, and seeing, you know, how many people there are, especially on uh, college football game days and <laughs> seeing how crazy the city goes for that. So that's been pretty cool. And, you know, everything else is kind of cool too. Like, yeah. Tell people a little bit. We've talked about home a little bit with both of you. Tell people where you're from. Reese, I'll begin with you. Um, I'm from Coon Rapids, Minnesota, which is about 25 minutes out from the cities. Um, Pretty big town. Uh, I didn't. I grew up there. Didn't play hockey there. I played at a private school, and um, yeah, I'm super glad that I was from there. And big, it's a big hockey city, which was good. So, Tyler, tell us about home for you. Uh, I'm from Prince Edward Island, Canada. So it's a little island on the east coast. Um, only about a hundred thousand population, and you know, it's a lot of fields, farms. There's a little town like in uh, in the middle of it, but that's about it. What's it nearby, geographically speaking? I don't know how well our fans' Canadian knowledge um, is, but it's in the it's in the Maritime, so it's close to like Nova Scotia, okay, like New Brunswick, okay, it's, uh, yeah, close to there. So being on an island, you know, I, how much would you get over to maybe bigger areas? I mean, with you playing hockey, I imagine you did that a fair amount. Yeah, definitely. Like obviously, where I'm from, like the hockey's not amazing. Like it's good, but mm -hmm. you have to like you kind of have to eventually veer off and go off island. But, yeah, I've definitely been off-island a bunch for hockey. Reese, with you being from Minnesota, that usually speaks for itself. What's it like? I always love asking us, what's that competition like being someone who wants to play hockey in Minnesota? It's unreal. I mean, everyone you know, they play hockey. Um, 
whether it's on the ponds or um, just like at the rinks, open skate and stuff. And um, like to say, tournaments unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, great time. Uh, I actually got the chance to go, but it was COVID, so I didn't have any fans. But um, it's just it's awesome having all those hockey players. So I think that state tournament in particular, that's one thing people don't understand. I mean, the XL XL Energy Center sells out. Yeah. For high school hockey. Yeah. And it, there's there's nothing like I can only imagine what that's like to be like in person. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, we uh, I pretty much went every year, and um, it was it was awesome. So. Before we go to the break here, real quickly, you mentioned that you guys like to golf a little bit when it was warmer. Now, I loved asking this uh, last season a little bit, and you mentioned him already. Henry Nelson was the guy who everyone said last season was our best golfer. Obviously, he's no longer with the team. Who maybe has that role this season? I want to see if both of you have an opinion on that. Uh, I haven't been golfing with anyone so far. I'm not a big golfer. Not a golfer, okay. I can't contribute on that one. What about you, Reese? I'd probably say uh, Mangs. Either Mangan or Cass. Uh, Cass is pretty good. Pretty good too. Uh, Jan- Jans is really good. Okay. Yeah, he, he shot like a 68 one time, which is ridiculous. So. M- Mangan really bragged. I remember last season a yeah. lot, and we went to the team went to Top Golf one time, and he was he was you know consistently hitting it to the back a lot and getting a lot of points that way. But uh, I figured he might be the one, but I wasn't sure. Tyler, what what's some stuff you like hobbies you enjoy though in your free time here? Maybe uh, when it's warmer out too. Uh, I haven't gone much here, but I'm a big fisherman. Okay. Uh, I, I actually my billet house is uh, has like a little pond behind it, so I did go out once with my billet brothers there early on in the year, but that's all we got out. Very cool. I would imagine being on an island, there's plenty of opportunities to fish, right? Yeah, tons of opportunities. Me what and, uh, in the summertime, me and my dad are out almost every day on the water fishing. So I was gonna say, what's maybe your coolest fishing story you can tell? Um, not a lot. I mean, I caught a ten pound trout, which it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a 10-pound trout is pretty big, especially where I'm from. Uh, and that was actually when I was younger. I was only about six or seven years old. Very cool. Very neat. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to continue here on Outside the Box, chatting a little bit of Lincoln Stars hockey with a couple of centers, Tyler Wood and Reese Shaw. I'm Joel Norman, and we'll have more to come after this break. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back again here on Outside the Box as we're chatting Lincoln Stars hockey. I'm team broadcaster Joel Norman. As we mentioned, a couple of big games coming up for the Stars this weekend. They're at the Sioux Falls Stampede coming up on Friday night. Always uh, fun to go up to the Denny Sanford Premier Center Stampede. A really good team right now, though. They're third in the Western Conference, five points out of first place. Stars are chasing them and a couple of other teams. And then Cedar Rapids comes to town on Saturday night. One of just three home games in the month of November. We hope to have you at the Icebox or military night, special uniforms for the team that night, and they will be auctioning those off after they wear them that game, and the proceeds will benefit the Nebraska Warriors. You can get your tickets now at lincolnstars.com. I know Corey is really secretive about the jerseys. I've seen a peek of what they're going to look like. They're really, really good. Uh, no surprise if you've seen uh, Corey Courtney stuff. You guys have been wearing a couple new jerseys this year. Obviously, you didn't you know, see from last year or not, but those uh, the, gre- the cream alternates, and the blue alternates, you know, kind of a similar design. What do you guys think of those? I, I thought those have been really cool in a small sample size so far. Yeah, I mean, I love the – I think my favorites are the cream. Um, got to wear those at home for the home opener, which was pretty cool. Those were really neat. Tyler, what about you? Do you like the new ones? Yeah, I think they're wicked. Like, both on the blue and the cream ones were both super cool. Yeah, and it's it's been interesting. You know, four great uniforms. We had those, as we mentioned, the specialty ones throughout the season as well. What's your favorite Stars jersey of the four? I really like the um, – 
I love the classic white jerseys, personally. I don't know what it is. It's simple. It's got that, you know, the mock uh, Dallas Stars design that they used to wear. So I really like those. What about you guys? Uh, I mean, I, I got to go with the cream. I just love the, the cream ones. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Tyler? Uh, I'd probably go with the cream ones, too. But the I seen ones that they wore last year with, uh, it was like the state of Nebraska. They were gray. I thought yeah. those were pretty cool. Oh, those, those gray ones were my favorite. I was bummed when they... When they went by the wayside, I knew that we weren't going to have them for a third season. I really knew we weren't when for the second straight year in a row, the final game of the postseason, we get eliminated. In. We were wearing those. <laughs> so, you know, that's a kiss of death right there. But uh, we should mention, of course, it is ha- it is Halloween. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys about that. Have you ever had maybe a Halloween costume you remember as a kid that you guys did? And, you know, you if someone says the word Halloween, you think of, yep, I remember that one year. That was a pretty good costume. Start with you, Reese. Yeah, yeah. I uh, always had the scream mask. And uh, yeah. it would have, like, blood you could, like, put into it. Um, and I wore that, like, for, like, four years in a row. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> what about you for Tyler? Um, I never really was a costume guy, really. I just kind of threw on a mask and ran around with my buddies. So that was that was it. And claimed your candy, right? Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> what was your what was your favorite candy? What is your favorite candy, I should say, for, you know, you're, you're going up to a basket, and if you see that, you're taking it. Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups all day. Good pick. Uh, I, I like those, too. I'm also, like, a big... We got gu- plenty outside, gents. Crab cup on the way out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I got I like gummy bears and stuff like that. Gummy too. bears. Yeah. Okay. I, I forget who it was. I was talking to a couple people in our office, and, they, you know, the sour or the, the chewy types of candies was very polarizing. It was, like, mm. anything non-chocolate, people were kind of, eh, you know, I love that or I hate it. Yeah. I like the Sour Patch Kids. That's about it, though, Put it on those non-ones. But I like the Reese's uh, peanut butter pick as well. Um, you know, as we mentioned, you guys have gotten some chance to do some stuff in the community as well. Uh, Reese, you came right over here from the mall. You were part of their their trick or treating here. What was that like? Uh, getting to see a lot of fans along the way as well. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, a lot of fans came out, and um, people that weren't fans, we gave them the schedule, and they said they'd go. And um, there's probably like a thousand people, no exaggeration, <laughs> which was pretty crazy. And um, had a great time. Had uh, Varner and Maltz with me too, which was good. Very cool, Tyler. You've gotten a few chances to go, you know, meet some people on, in the community. Uh, what's that been like? Seeing some of the fans, seeing some people here in Lincoln. Yeah, the fans are awesome here. Uh, super welcoming, and uh, yeah, no, nothing but great things to say about them. What's your favorite thing, guys, about home games for the Stars? Uh, stuff that you know goes on at, at night at the Icebox. What do you enjoy the most? Um, I really like the uh, the star coming down. I mean, that's obviously a big one, and also Minute Madness in the third period. Yeah. Really cool, so. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, I just love the atmosphere, just how crazy the fans go when we're doing well. It's uh, pretty cool to play behind. I always love telling you guys, wait till we get Omaha here. You saw it in the in the preseason, and that was pretty intense for a preseason game. And that was obviously fun for us, how the way it worked out. But once we get them in the regular season, I mean, you know that way they go off to go to the locker room. You'll see fans hanging over the railing, yelling at them when they get tossed in a game. And it's just, it and that rivalry, there's nothing like that when it's going in the regular season. And Obviously, we've got a couple of weeks before we see them on November the 18th, which is crazy because at this point last year, I think we'd played them about three times already. But uh, how, how much are you guys enjoying the way the schedule is this year? Obviously, you, you can't compare with last season. How are you enjoying seeing, uh, knowing that you're seeing all the teams in the league and getting to see a lot of different towns? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Um, the travel has been a little tough for the past couple of weekends, but... I mean, that's, that's hockey for you. So um, it's pretty cool to play all the teams and kind of see all their players and stuff. So. What are you talking Yeah, I agree. Like, I, uh, I love playing all the teams just because I have a lot of buddies in the East, too, that I've mm-hmm. played with over the years. So it's uh, nice to play against them. And, yeah. 
three road cities so far. What's been your favorite ranks real quickly, guys, that you played between Waterloo, Sioux City, and Des Moines? Uh, probably Waterloo. Waterloo so far? Uh, I like Sioux City just because okay. it was the pink ice. Uh, I liked Waterloo, too, just because it, uh, it was bigger. Yeah, I, I, but two really good spots, and that's one of the fun things of this road is going on the road, seeing some of these different spots as well. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Best of luck here this weekend. Let's go get four points. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. thanks for having us. Reshaw and Tyler Wood joining me. I'm Joel Norman. This has been Outside the Box, chatting Lincoln Stars hockey. We'll be back next Tuesday here on 93.7 The Ticket.